The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. Today's daf is being studied in honor of Yaakov Abraham Kohen. Atzlacha. Today's daf is being studied in Ashlema, Salah Bat Rachel, Salah Ruhama Bat Rachel, and Moshe Ben Dina. In the refrain of him, Fatanefesh or Fataguf, Fatan Kerabalabog, and Chinin Osman Omar Amen. We are on Dafay Amud Bey, and we are one, two, three, four, five lines, six lines from the bottom, starting with the words Be'it De Amre. We are now in the middle of a piece that is discussing the law that the Mishnah said that if a lady uh, was warned by a husband and then she uh, was nistera, she was secluded so uh, in that case over there uh, she, and then the before she drank to know exactly what she was innocent or not her husband died so the law is that she does not make boom with the husband's brother Normally when the husband dies without children, she falls to Yibum. So in this case the Mishnah says there is no Yibum, there is just what's called Halitza. So the Gemara is searching for a source. How do you know that? So the Gemara brought a uh, first version in the name of Rav Yosef. And now it's going to bring a second version. Ve'ita de'amre, amar Rav Yosef, rahamana amar v'yatsi'a me'beto v'halecha v'hayeta li'ish acher. Which means the Torah says when somebody is married and the lady is involved in irvat davar, she's involved in immorality, so he divorces her. He divorces her, he gets rid of her. So the Gemara says, you're telling me that the first husband is getting rid of her because already she destroyed his house. Like we learned in the Gemara that a lady that commits znut, she's like a worm in a sesame seed that just eats up the seed and destroys it. Now you want to tell me that she should go now destroy somebody else's house? Doesn't make sense. That make you boom? How can you tell me to go make you boom? She already destroyed one house. Now you're going to go tell her to go destroy somebody else's house. So Amar la Abaye, so Abaye says, Ela me'ata, la'ahed lot naseh. So she shouldn't be able to get married to anybody then, if that's your logic. We forget about the Yavam. We, we should ban her from getting married to anybody, because listen, she destroyed one house. Now you're going to let her get married to somebody else now, maybe she'll destroy uh, somebody else's house. So the Gemara says, a big difference. Big difference. When it comes to Yibum, Yibum we force the Yibum, which means normally when a, uh, a person comes uh, in front of the rabbis, we come and we advise them. Which means, to the Yavam, when he comes to the rabbis, we say, listen, make Yibum, don't make Halitza. We push for the Yibum. 
So therefore, we're not going to force a forced marriage with like a yiboom that we advise them. But if uh, she wants to get married to somebody else uh, where the guy's doing it on his own volition, that's another story. So there's a difference between the yavam and the uh, regular guy. You're right. If a guy wants to take a risk and they marry this lady, yeah, that's his own uh, problem. But we're not going to go now promote forcing a guy to make a y- yiboom. That's uh, there's a big look. Okay. The ika de amre. And some have a, another uh, version. Amar Rav Yosef HaKatuv Kera'o Aher She'en I'm reading the Hagot Tabach over here She'en Ze Ben Zugo Shil Rishon Which means the Torah says when she commits Arvat Tabar Who does she go get married? V'yatsa'a v'halecha v'ayeta Li'ish Aher To a different guy So the Torah is calling the new man that she marries after she's found out to be involved in Irva, he's called an Ahir as opposed to comparing him to the first husband the first husband is whatever he is and the second husband is referred to somebody different, he's Ahir what makes the second husband Ahir different than the first husband so the Gemara says no, absolutely different the first guy got rid of a Bishaa from his house, which is when there was found out to be Arvat Davar, he rid her. And the second guy is bringing a Bishaa into the house. That's what the Torah refers to it as Bayita Leish Akhir. He's totally different, a different mentality, the second guy. The first guy is getting rid of the, the bad lady, and this guy's taking her in. It's not enough. The other guy who's marrying her is considered already. Now you want to tell me force you boom on It's not enough. The guy that's marrying on a stranger already is considered an ahir. He's doing something uh, strange that he's, you know, he's uh, bringing in a marshaat to the house. Now you want to tell me also we're going to put a yiboom? Amar le abaye. So be soya with that logic. Ela meata niset le ahir umet belo banim lotik yabim da katuv kerao. Let's say, give the full case, three marriages over here now. This is a question of Abayir. She got married. Ervat Davar. What happened? The guy divorced her. Well, not divorced her, actually, he died. Because you have Yibum in the case of uh, death, right? He died. So we say, okay, well, she doesn't uh, fulfill Yibum in that case over there, right? But she, she can go marry somebody else. That second guy died also, without children. According to this logic over here, also, he should not, uh, there should be no yibum. Because again, the Torah is saying, same case, that, Vayetali ish acher. It's also uh, acher over here. Why? Because the same logic, that this guy over here um, took a lady that committed the uh, znut. And now, uh, and, and therefore, he doesn't, uh, he, 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 and then he died, right? And this guy also now is going to take the same, uh, the same lady. So you're going to say to make a yibum? Which means uh, it's the same logic that you tell me you don't fulfill your boom in the first marriage, you shouldn't fulfill your boom in the second marriage. Because bottom line, it's considered, the Torah always says, Ish Aher, which is somebody else that doesn't care, but we're not going to force a boom. This, this second guy that got married, also he didn't care, right? The first guy got rid of a, a marshal from the house, and this guy's taking. Okay, now when he dies, also there shouldn't be your boom. Same logic, he took. You're not going to force uh, uh, to make you boom. So the Gemara says, a little different. The Gemara says, Gabed de Haimiya Bishim Tov Avakaima. 
Now the third guy already, we could say, after the second guy dies, let's say, we could say, he can make Yibum. Because that's not, a, he's not, he's not considered Akhir anymore. Why is he not considered the Akhir? Because the Gabed, the second guy that got married, true, he married her when she, let's say, she committed Zunut. But maybe she made Teshubah. Maybe she repented. Maybe she, in the second marriage already, you can't, you can't have too much claims on the guy. Because now the guy already took her, maybe she didn't commit any suit anymore. So when, the, when, when he dies, to say that he can make you boom, I have no problem with that. Because the Gabir, the second marriage, is considered Shem Tov. She has already a, uh, a good name, which is, in the first marriage, I understand, when, when, he, when he dies, no you boom. Because that's already, uh, the, the, the lady says, oh, nah. He got rid of her, or uh, there's, there's a problem for that. You want to go force her, uh, you boom, that we can understand. And the, and the guy takes her in at that point, <laughs> you're considered Ishahed. You're, you're totally different. You're bringing in a lady. But already when he dies, at that point I can say, maybe they had a good marriage. Maybe, they married, maybe she didn't do anything in the second marriage. To say that she shouldn't make you boom to the, to the brother. Good. Lava Amar. Lava comes along and says, another proof. Kavahomir. How do I know that again? The lady should not make you boom. Does not make a kavahomid? What's the logic like this? Im ne'esra b'mutar la be'asur la lokol sheken. What's his logic? Look at Rashi. Rava Amar. Hai diktani matnitim ve'lo mitiabemet. I'm just not saying that if the lady was nistera and then the husband died, she doesn't make you boom. Kalvahomer, what's the kalvahomer? The imne eseret b'stirazu b'mutarla b'ba'la shaya mutarla v'nitkalkelu achshav nisuin liaser alav be'asula adahenu yebamashu asula be'ayeb ba'la lokot shekem. Which means this stira, this uh, seclusion. What does it do to the to the marriage that she's in? The marriage that she was in that was legal. What does it do? It forbids that marriage. That marriage, that marriage now becomes forbidden. Once she's nistera, the husband is allowed to be with her. So if the nistera has the ability to to ruin the marriage that was heter, or the more so, it's going to ruin the relationship that was asur at that time. What was the relationship that was asur at that time? Yibum. Which means obviously when the uh, lady is married, she's not allowed to marry uh, her husband's brother. That's Eshet uh, Ah, correct? Eshet Ah is going to be Asur. So therefore, the Gemara is trying to make a Kavahomer of Asad. I'll tell you why you can't make boom. If the Stirah destroys the marriage that was initially Behetir, or the more so, it's going to destroy the marriage that's, that at that point was Asur, right? Especially Yiboom that's coming from the strength of the husband. Understand? The Avam and the husband are really connected. So if it's destroying the husband's marriage, which was legal at that time, it's going to destroy the marriage of the Yavam, which was illegal at the time. Which Asur is not going to become Mutar. Right? If what was Mutar became Asur, or the Mosa, what Asur is going to remain the Isur. Right? That's uh, Ravaz Kadahomer. So they give us, oh, okay, once you're giving me this rationale, yes, a question. Which means, just to, just to be clearer, which means normally Eshet Ah is Asur. Which means normally the Yavam is not allowed to marry. Uh, the only reason why they're allowed because the Torah was Matir Yibum. So therefore in a case where they, in, in, in his legal marriage, you tell me that the Stira ruins it. So all the more so the Yavam that comes with Koach, the husband, right? Certainly we're going to say that that uh, Yibum is going to be Asur. 
comes Gimel and says, "Okay, I'm on the Abaye." Abaye says, "And I'm Yata." According to your logic, Kohen Gadol should kiddush it almana. Okay, case like this: a Kohen Gadol married an almana. He married a uh, widow. Can a Kohen Gadol marry a widow? No, that's already a marriage that is isur. Umet, and then he died. Veyeshlo ah Kohen Idiot. But he happens to have a brother that's a Kohen Idiot. Now, a Kohen Idiot, a regular can, can marry an Almana. No, Tichabim. So we should say there should be no Yibum in this case. And what's the logic? Based on what you just said. In the Isra b'mutarla, if she becomes forbidden, to was permissible to her, mean the Kohen Gadol, be'asula, local sheken, which means all the more so she's going to become Asura to the one that was Asuta from the beginning. So the people ask, what are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense the way you, 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 you're saying the case. Ne'esra ha'asira ve'kaima. What are you talking about? She became forbidden. She was asura from the beginning. Which means she was never muteret to the Kohen Gadol. It means the, the case is not an analogous case. Mutarla asula. Which means the case of Kohen Gadol is a little different. Because when the Almana was married to Kohen Gadol, it was never like... She was permissible to him, and then the stira uh, ruined it. No, no, she was never permissible to the Kohen Gadol in the first place. You can never marry a Kohen Gadol at all. It's not like she became, like, like you want to compare and say, if she became forbidden to the first one, if she became forbidden, she's forbidden from the beginning. It's a surah from the, from the onset. So if we have no, uh, no example, look at that she. And she says, she kiddish dalmanah. She asura alav. Not to tell him because Kavva Homer says, "Im neisraul." Come on, we finish. My neisraul, my mutala. Hi asur him itcholato. I think about a question. So he says, "Ella, I'll give you the case." Eshet kohen sheneinsa. Oh, you have eshet kohen where his wife was neinsa. His wife was raped. Okay, umet. Now, normally, if a lady is raped, she's for, she's permissible to her husband, unless he is a kohen. Okay, inside lady that was by force, so she's forbidden to the uh, to the uh, to the uh, husband. So now what happened? She was inside. Okay, at that point she becomes forbidden to her husband, and then the husband died. Okay, so now the sheila is the yeshlo ah halal. The kohen has a brother that was a halal, which means he has a paternal brother. Which means the father remarried a divorcee. Okay, had this kid. Now this kid is considered Kohen Halal. Now a Kohen, Kohen Halal for practical purposes is not considered a Kohen. And therefore technically he's allowed to marry uh, anybody he wants. He can marry even uh, Anusa, Whatever it is. So therefore now the Gemara says, but according to this logic, this Yibum should be forbidden. Why? Ibn Israb Mutarla. Using the same logic as Azrabah, which means if the Ne'insa ruined the legal marriage, all the more so it's going to ruin the marriage that was Asur from the beginning. Which means, obviously, that he cannot marry uh, uh, the, the brother, she cannot marry his brother, uh, his husband's uh, brother. That's the Yibum, right? That's forbidden to her when, when the husband's alive. So therefore, again, it's using the same logic that Rava said, if the Isur, in this case, Ne'insa, if it can ruin the original marriage, that was Beheter, in this case it was Beheter, which means the Kohen was married to a regular lady. 
she became asur at that point after she was ne'ensa. Right? Then he died. So if, if that already she's asura to the husband, certainly she's going to be asura to the abam, which means she was asura to him initially. Right? So the Gemara says, no, 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 no analogy. Honest be Israel, Mishra Share, the Gabed de Hai, Leka Isura. Which means, uh, literally, the words are this guy's a non Kohen. This brother, who's a halal, is a non Kohen. A non Kohen is not a Surah, or not a Surah at all, to a, to a Anusa. Which means this guy's a full fledged Israel, it's not considered. Isur at all, meaning Rashi, leka isura. The etzlo, which means by the brother who's a halal, who eter gamur. The enze kalvachomer. It's really not a cover because technically, this lady over here, this anusa, the gabed the kohen halal. There's no, there's no isur at all. However, aval bizinta berason. Oh. But in the case where, let's say, Rava's case, she committed znut, let's say, Birason. Right? She was kinu, she was nistera, and all that business. Shabarad vayabam shavim zeh. Which means like this. Let's say the zinta would have taken place when she was married to the Yabam. What would have happened? The Yabam also has got to get rid of her. Which means they're equal. Which is what happened in the first marriage. If it would have happened in the Yavam's marriage, it would also destroy it. So it's a little different. It's, it's, in Sur, it's in Sur in the same in the same level. Masha'enkid, if it would happen in the first marriage to the Kohen, would have happened to this Kohen Halal when he was married, it's not a problem. Which means the Insah is not a Surah. So therefore, it's really not a fair analogy. Look at the way that she says again. The Inzik of the אבל בזינתה ברצון שהבעל והיבם שווים באיסור זה אם הייתה תחתיו הביקרו משערי מחמת נסטון הרישויים היא נזקקת ליבום ואם על הבעל התקלקלה קו החומר ליבם You always have to keep in mind as well that the יבם is only coming from the power of the first marriage otherwise she cannot make יבום the whole power of the יבם is what? because she was married to her brother, to, 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 to the brother. So that first marriage creates the Yibum. Yeah. So the Gebarat's come almost like this. If there's Nut, ruins the first marriage, certainly it's going to ruin the marriage that is a result of it. Because if it would have happened in that marriage, it would also ruin it. Which means if it would, this Zinut would have happened in the, in the Avam's uh, marriage, it also ruins it. So if it ruins the first marriage, it's going to ruin the marriage that comes because of that. This case is a little different. This case, you're right, it's also Yibum. Yibum comes from the first marriage. But if this would have happened in the Yavam's marriage of the Kohen Halal, nothing's wrong. Which means this guy's Yisrael. And if the lady was inside in that marriage, everything's fine. So there was really not an analogous case. You have to show me a case where there's, where, like it's a case of Znut, where there's Znut that can destroy the first marriage, and it would destroy the second marriage as well. And there was just the second marriage, the Yibum is coming to the first marriage. What's the first marriage? It, it, it's broken. Certainly it's going to break whatever comes uh, comes from it. Because it's the same ayin that would, could destroy that marriage as well. Masha'enken in the case of the Kohen that married a lady. In the Khedameh she was in The first marriage is broken now. Because Anusa is as the first. But it's not going to osir when he dies for her to go and make the mitzvah of Yibum. Why? 
Because just because it was Osei the first marriage, because she's Asura to the Kohen, but she's not Asura to a Kohen Halal. The Gabe Kohen Halal, she is uh, the easy Yisrael. So therefore, that's not a, it's not a regular Kavahomet to say, well, if she's Asura to the first one, she's Asura to the second. She's only Asura to the second, because if the thing would have happened by the second one, it would also be Asura. If she committed Zidut by the second marriage, it would also be uh, Asura. Therefore, the second marriage, the Yibum, that's coming to call the first one. If the first one's room, the second one's also going to be room. Mashiach, in the case of halal, it does not apply. So therefore, it comes out, according to all this she taught, whether you're learning it from the Pasuk, right? One she is telling you, which we're learning now, meaning somebody else. Which means somebody else that's different than the husband. The husband, he got rid of the first husband. When she committed the Nistira, she was secluded. He got rid of her. Right, and then he died. Happened to be, but he wasn't out to be with her. I mean, he's trying to get rid of this, uh, or, or, or a case where it says She's a regular guy. He uh, he wants to get rid of uh, from, from from his house, and this guy goes and takes her in. So that guy's considered you're, you're 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 a different type of guy. Well, certainly, we're not going to go tell him make uh, yiboom. We're not going to force it on a, uh, a, 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 a the brother, right? And then Gemara gives another reason of it, the Ravah's reason. Ravah's logic is the Kavahome. The Gemara does not tell us over here, but it tells us on the Amud Bet of Dafhe. If you tell me there's no Yibus, then why is the Halitza? The Mishnah said that she has to make a Halitza. The reason why there's a Halitza is because even the first husband, the first husband, if he wouldn't have died, he would have to give her a get. Which means there is still a, a bond, even though she committed znut, you can't, the marriage d- d- doesn't just dissolve. You have to break it. So therefore, if the husband dies, therefore, the, the, who's the proxy of the husband? The brother. So the brother has to break it. How does he break it? To a halitza. Okay, the following ladies, if they're married to Kohanim, the following ladies are forbidden to eat teruma. Normally we said what? Eshet Kohen eats teruma so long as uh, she's married. Correct? So now the question is, certain ladies lose their ability and rights to eat tiruma. Here they are. Number one. Okay. She comes along and says, I commit znut. I'm tamiah. Okay. She admits it. So then she's finished. She's, she's, she's all set herself to the husband. Okay. Or another case, which is also similar. Witnesses came and testified that she committed the, the act. So therefore, she says that she's forbidden, she cannot eat Tiruma anymore. Shota. <laughs> All let's say she became uh, Sota, I'm not drinking. I don't want to drink the waters. Oh, you don't want to drink the waters? You can't eat uh, Tiruma. Finished, you're out. Or for whatever reason, let's say, the husband doesn't want to uh, give her to drink. Okay? The husband doesn't want to give her the drink also, so then also they don't know uh, Tiruma. Now look to this case. Or the husband was with her on the road. What are we talking over here? We have a rule. The waters are not going to work on the lady when she's drinking it, the waters of the sota, if the husband is guilty of sin. See, the Pasuk says, Vinika ha'ish me'avon. It only works when the husband is innocent. Now, after she becomes secluded, he's not allowed to be with her. Mm-hmm. Until it's solved. Now, let's say on the way to the Beit HaMikdash, he was with her. Mm-hmm. So now already the husband is not Nikah Ma'avon. He already committed Avon. He went with his wife. Not allowed to go with his wife. At that point, the water's not going to work. Water's not going to work. She cannot eat the Tirumah. 
because now we don't know the uh, we don't know what she is. And therefore she's forbidden to eat to the she the way he says the case. The husband was with her on the road, on the way up to the Beit Hamikdash. The shuv enamayim butkinota. The words are not going to work. Therefore, the waters will not work at all, so therefore, she is forbidden to. So, these are all the cases that are forbidden in Terumah. Okay, now we have to start the Gemara. Amar Rav Amram. Hamilta Amalan Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat told us a Hiddush. The Anhar Lan Ainin Mimatnitin. And then he. Um, enlightened us with this Hiddush not only did he tell us the Hiddush but he enlightened it from a proof from our Mishnah okay he enlightened our eyes by proving his point from our Mishnah what was Rav Sheshat's point let me get clarity on what Rav Sheshat said Sota sheyesh la'edin b'medinat ayam en amayim botkim ota period a Sota that there's witnesses overseas they didn't show up, but there's witnesses somewhere in the world that know exactly that she committed the act. Even though they didn't surface yet, but as long as there's witnesses somewhere in the world, the waters will not work. Meaning, she'll go, she'll drink, nothing will happen to her, but that doesn't mean anything. Could mean there's witnesses somewhere in the world, that's why the waters will not work. So long as there's witnesses in the world somewhere, the waters will not affect their... yeah. The witnesses know that she was Tema'ah. Uh, Waters don't work. Look at the last one of the Gemara. Sota. She is la edin. Be medinata yam enamayim bodkim ota. Look at that. Yeah, she says, Shirausinit me'amize. They saw it. So it's clear, clear testimony, right? My Tama, what's the reason? The Amar Kerak, the Pasuk says, The Nistera, the Hinitma'a, the Ed Enba. It says that what she was secluded, and she was tame'ah, and there's no witnesses, so she drinks. The Gemara says, what do you mean, ed and ba? So the Gemara is being doresh like this. That nobody knows about it. In this case over here, so somebody knows in the world, so already she, the waters are not going to work. Now, and he brought a proof to his theory from our Mishnah. What's the proof of his theory? What did it say in the Mishnah? The second case of the Mishnah was what? When does a lady forfeit her rights to eat Tirumah? When witnesses came and testified that she is Tema'ah. The Gebarah is saying over here a quote from the Mishnah. What was the quote from the Mishnah? Edim came along and testified that she is Tema'ah. So the Gemara says, so therefore she loses her uh, Tirumah. De'atu Edim Emat. When did the witnesses show up? The witnesses came and said she's Tema'ah. When did these witnesses show up? If it's talking about that before she even drank the waters, witnesses showed up. Zunai. Uh, what's the shayla? That's like a regular case of her admitting. Which means, if you told me the case where she admitted that she's Tema'ah, so therefore, that's the same case as two witnesses came along before she drank and said that she's Tema'ah. It's the same thing. You told me that case already. There's no difference. On the contrary, it's better when two witnesses come along that's even stronger than when she admits it. Mm-hmm. So comes the and says, Ela lebatar de shatai. Oh, must be the witnesses showed up after she drank. Which means, she drank the waters 
And all of a sudden, two witnesses surface and say, She's Timah, we saw she committed the act. Now, and what does the Gemara say? We believe those witnesses, and therefore she loses her Tirumah. Now the Gemara says, I Amar Pishlama, and Amayim Budkin Ota Shapir. If you say that as long as there's witnesses in the world, that the waters are not going to work, so that's why you believe the witnesses. You see, the waters didn't work. So therefore, must be, why did they work? Because they were witnesses, so they came after, the witnesses are believed, and everything's fine. But if you come along and tell me that the waters work anyway, you tell me the waters work even if there's witnesses, now that she didn't blow up, this lady, so it's revealed that what? That the witnesses obviously are lying. So therefore, Rav Sheshat proved his point from the Mishnah. I repeat again. Rav Sheshat came along and said to the students, we have a big Hadush over here. Okay, what's your Hadush, Rav Sheshat? Telling you a rule now. As long as there's witnesses somewhere in the world that saw this item over here, the waters are not going to work. And he quoted a pasuk. Nobody knows about it. Now, the reason why that pasuk is not enough, so he had to prove it from the Mishnah, because if you remember, we learned already from that pasuk, other in Yanim. Already we learned that you don't have two witnesses, you only have one witness. One witness is enough to establish Tumah. So since the pasuk was already used for something else, even though he's reading it in context, he didn't want to use this as a source, because it's used already pasuk. So he wanted to bring a... External source from the Mishnah. That's the way that she understands. What do you bring me a proof from the Mishnah? Just uh, what's, what's, what was that with your Pasuk? And then the Pasuk was used already. So, okay, so therefore he wants to bring a source from the Mishnah. So, what's this proof from the Mishnah? Clear? Witnesses came along and said, Temea. What do we say? We believe the witnesses? No Teruma. Okay, wh- when did the witnesses show up? If the witnesses showed up before she drank, of course, of course, uh, if the witnesses that say she's Temea, that's like the case where she admitted herself that she's Temea. And therefore, for sure she can't eat Teruma. And the cases must be Teruma, she drank already. After she drank, now she didn't blow up, obviously. She's still, uh, she's still around. Now witnesses showed up and said she's Temea. So the Gemara says, if you're going to tell me that there's a stay on the judgment when there's witnesses in the world, so therefore, when the witnesses come along and say she's Timah, they will be believed. And therefore, she loses her Tirumah. But if you're going to tell me that why, that even if there's witnesses in the world, she blows up. So from the fact that she didn't blow up, must show that what that these witnesses are liars. So therefore, you have a proof from the Mishnah, from the fact that you believe the witnesses, must be a proof that when there's witnesses in the world, she does not blow up. And therefore, again, she didn't, did she blow up this lady? No. Good, now the witnesses show up, hey, uh, we saw that she's tonight. You believe the witnesses? That's what Rav says. she loses her Tirumah. So Rav Sheshat proves his point from the Mishnah. Comes the Gemara and says, not so fast. Amar le Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, she's not, you have no raya. You know, really, I'll tell you that really the waters work under all circumstances. Even if there's witnesses in the world, the waters are going to work. Oh, so if the waters are going to work under all circumstances, so these witnesses over here are liars then. Now, how come the waters didn't work? They were around, if the waters didn't work, so therefore there must be these liars, these witnesses are liars. Why are you believing them? So Rabbi says, I'll tell you why you believe them. Beha, we're going to say, Imur, we're going to say, Zichut Tolala. Uh, new item. There's another reason why the waters won't work. 
If the lady has a zechut of some sort, which we'll see later on in the Gemara, what type of zechut? She has a zechut of whatever merit that she has. It's possible that she could be guilty, but the waters will not uh, work on her. So therefore, just because the waters do not work on her, is no raya that she's innocent. And therefore, when the witnesses come along and say, Tene'ah, we're going to come along and say, believe the witnesses, she doesn't eat um, Tirumah. Oh, what do you mean? If you tell me that she blows up in the, regardless, well, even if there's witnesses in the world, how come she didn't blow up? No, she could, could be she didn't blow up because she has a zechut of some sort. But it's no raya that the witnesses are lying. So it comes out we have a fantastic mahalokan over here between Rav Sheshat and Rav Yosef. Let's crystallize the mahalokan. They're arguing in one case. In a case where a lady uh, uh, drank and there's witnesses in the world that saw the act. Rav Sheshat says in that case over there, nothing's going to happen though. As long as there's witnesses in the world. According to Rav Yosef, no. Things, witnesses not going to affect it. If she's uh, drank the water, even though there's witnesses, she's going to blow up. So that's the mahluk between Nabi Yusuf, Shishat and Nabi Yusuf. Now we want to know what's the root of their mahluk. So the Gemara says, What is the root of their mahluk? So the Gemara says like this. In the case of Rabbi, of Mitnavna de Rabbi, what is Mitnavna? Mitnavna means a lady that becomes uh, uh, wasted away, spoiled. We'll see, Ditnan, like it says in the Mishnah. Rabbi Omer, Zechut Tola Marim. Good. If she has a Zechut, it'll suspend the effect of the waters. Well, she doesn't get anything. She's not. If, if, if she's innocent, she would give birth. If she was guilty, she explodes. Right here, it's suspended. It's not going to do good for her. It's not going to do bad for. Her. However, but it's a slow process, which means it's not going to happen in one second like the normal case is where she explodes. Here, slowly, slowly, she's going to get weaker and weaker and decay, whatever it is. Lesof. At the end, she's going to die from the same death that uh, her stomach is going to uh, bloat and her uh, legs and all that they are going to cave in. At the end, it's going to be the same thing. It's just not immediate. That's what the bee holds. When she has a zechut, it just could be delayed. Maybe it'll take a year for this to happen. But eventually, she's going to end up dying from the same death. That's the way the bee uh, understands. Now, obviously, that's the bee's opinion. The rabbis argue on the bee. That is a mahloket, how to understand what the rabbis argue on. At which point do they argue on Rabbi? Now, Rav Sheshat Sabar, Ben Rabbi, Uben Rabbanan, Havya Mitnavna. Rav Sheshat understands the mahloket like this. Everybody holds that even though you say a zechut can suspend, everybody holds Mitnavna. Everybody holds that she's gonna, you know, she's gonna waste away. The mahloket is, does she waste away? Does she die from the same death at the end or not? Rabbi says, no, in the end she gets the same uh, death. Whereas Rabbi uh, will say, no, 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 she wastes away, but she doesn't get the same, the same explosion at the end. Okay, 
That's why Rav Shishat understands the Mahal between the B and Rav Shishat. Now, I'm sorry, the B and the Banan. Rav Yosef Sabar, the Rabbi Aviyah Mitnavna. The Rabbanan lo Aviyah Mitnavna. But Rav Yosef understood, no, the rabbis argue in totality. She doesn't waste away at all. When you say Zechut Tola, it's Zechut Tola conclusively. Good. Now that you understand the Ma'loket, what does it got to do with the with, with our Ma'loket of the Adim? So look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. One, two, three, four, five lines down. Bimit Nafna. See that? That's the case of wasting away. The case of a lady has a Zechut. Zechut Tola. The zikhut will suspend the judgment. That miyad. Her stomach is not going to swell immediately. Aval ena Oh, she's not going to give birth forever. nor does she become healthy. What does that mean? She becomes progressively weaker. and at the end she dies of the same death. Sibui her stomach swells and her legs uh, full. Right? Rav Sheshat Sabar, here's the key now. Rav Sheshat says, Lo pedigi rabbana na'aled rabbi ila shesof ki meta ve'otam ita le'ud. Rav Sheshat understands that rabbana only argue the rabbi at the end. That what? Rabbana says she won't die from the same death. And the rabbi says, yeah, avab b'tavna, lo iflik. But in the weakness, there's no argument. Dechol mi shizikud tolala mitnavdahi. Good. Vizu, oh, now let's get back to our story. And this lady over here, back to our story over here. Lady drank waters, right? Nothing happened to her. There were witnesses in Medina Tayam. The fact that nothing happened to her, what is that indicating to us? That obviously, you're not dealing with the Nya that she has a zikhut. Because even if she had a zikhut, something would happen to her immediately. Correct? If you tell me that there was witnesses that something still happens to her, something would have happened to her immediately. From the fact that nothing happened to her, that shows us what? That must be the witnesses are telling the truth. She's the only reason why nothing happened to her. You can't say it was zikhut tola. You know why you can't say it was zikhut? Because even according to Rabbanan, something would have happened to her if it was zikhut. So the fact that nothing happened to her when she drank this water, you're not dealing with zikhut tolave. Because everybody agrees she would begin to become weakened. Oh, so why did she blow up then? If you're not dealing with zikhut, must be because there were witnesses. Ah, oh, that's my proof. That when there's witnesses somewhere in the world, nothing will happen to her. Again, I repeat this proof. Rav Sheshat is trying to prove now. How do I know this, this law here, that there's witnesses uh, in the world that nothing's going to happen to her? So he says, uh, the Gabbanah says, it really depends on how he learns this business of, of Zechut Tola. Rav Sheshat understands, according to everybody, if she has a Zechut, she's going to start getting weak right away. I mean, you'll see it in the Beit HaMikdash already. She's going to start, uh, to get weak. she's not going to blow up on the spot, but you'll see something's going to happen to her. So this lady over here in the Beit HaMikdash, she drank the waters. Nothing happened to her. So therefore, that's an indication that what? Obviously, she doesn't have the zikhut, this lady. So take off the zikhut, to allow off the table. So if, she's, if she doesn't have a zikhut, so why did she blow up then? Ella, she didn't blow up, but because there's witnesses in the world. And as long as there's witnesses in the world, the waters are not going to work. That's why when the witnesses show up after she drank, we believe the witnesses.
Because we have a reason to explain why she didn't blow up. Don't tell me it was because of Zechut. Because if it was Zechut, things would have happened immediately. Ella what? Like that didn't happen to me. I mean, she doesn't have a zechut of some sort. She really, she's guilty. So she's guilty. She should have blown up. No, she didn't blow up because she's the witnesses uh, in the world. That's the way Rav Sheshat understands. However, look at the next Rashi. Rav Yosef Sabar. Reuyali badeki ella zechut tolala v'imishum delon netnavna hamani rabbanani damu lekaman zechut tolala lekasabare lo aviyam netnavna klal. Rav Yosef, he learns like this. The mahloket Rabbi and Rabbanan by Zechut Tola is a bigger mahloket. Where Rabbi says she gets weak, she dies on the same death, the rabbis hold, if you have a Zechut, if she has nothing happens to her. Not even weakness, zero. Oh, so if that's the way Rabbi Yosef learns, so Rabbi Yosef will say, what's the case of Amishnah? Amishnah is following the opinion of the rabbis. Could be really she has a Zechut. Nothing happened to her, because the rabbi's opinion is nothing happens at the time of uh, Zechut. So therefore, when witnesses come, you're not ne- you have no ra'ayah from Amishnah, you have no ra'ayah from Amishnah to prove that when witnesses are around, nothing happens to her. I'll tell you, the reason why nothing happened to her is not because of the witnesses. The reason why nothing happened is because she had a Zechut. And Amishnah is following Rabbanan, the way that Yosef understood it, that what? That nothing happens to her at all. So therefore the Mahloket, Rav Sheshat and Rav Yosef, is really based on how to learn the Rabbi's opinion that they're arguing on Rabbi in the case of Mitnavna. That's what the Gemara meant. Bimai Bimitnavna de Rabbi. In understanding the Mahloket, what the Rabbis hold, Legabe Rabbi. I repeat it again. No one argues what Rabbi says. Rabbi says, she's, if, if she has a zechut, meaning, what did he say? Zechut? She's guilty, really. She did the act. So why is she blowing up? She has some sort of zechut in the world. Whatever she did, the Gemara will tell us one day what the zechut she had. But the point is, she does have a zechut, so the zechut that she has will delay it. That means she'll start to become weak and weak and weak, and eventually she'll end up getting the same punishment a year later, however, however long later it's good. What are the rabbis hold? Rav Sheshat says the rabbis also hold zechut will delay it. They just say she'll just die of you know weakness. She's not going to die the same death. Oh, so that's what Rav Sheshat holds. So let's go back to our case. In this case, of she drank. Okay, there were witnesses in China that saw the act. What happened to this lady? Nothing. Oh, so stop right there. Rav Sheshat says if nothing happened, I mean she drank. You're looking at her. Nothing happened to her. Then you know for sure she doesn't have a, not, not, not dealing with zechut. Because, could be she really is guilty. Because if she had a zechut of some sort, and she was guilty, she would start uh, decay. From the fact that she didn't decay. Because there are witnesses. Witnesses came along later on and said that she's guilty. So therefore, witnesses came after she drank and said that she's guilty. And that must be the reason why she didn't blow up and she didn't get nothing happened because there were witnesses in the world. Uh, so you see, well, as long as there's witnesses in the world, nothing happens. Comes Rabbi Yosef and says, no, no, this Mishnah is going like the rabbis. If she was innocent, if she, if she had a zechut, I'm sorry, according to the rabbis, they hold what? Nothing happens. If she has a zechut, she's totally uh, saved from anything. So therefore, just because nothing happened, I'll tell you, you know what, maybe she has a zechut. Because the rabbis hold, when you have a zechut, nothing happens. So you have no ra'ayah that it was the witnesses. Because really, I'll tell you, maybe when you have witnesses, really, she still blows up. 
also, why don't you blow up in this case over here? Because she has a zikhut. And we understand the rabbis hold that even when it's zikhut, nothing happens. So that's the base of the mahluk din of Yosef and Rav Sheshat. I'm going to ask some questions against Rav Sheshat. Crystallize Rav Sheshat's opinion. Rav Sheshat holds again, if there's witnesses somewhere in the world, she doesn't blow up. Mativ Rav Shimi Bar Asher. Rabbi Shimon Omer. Listen to Rabbi Shimon Shita. En zikhut tola b'mayim ha'marim. He doesn't go into this whole business of zechut toleh. The Bishamon's opinion is, I don't care if she has zechut, doesn't matter. If she's guilty, she's going to blow up. There's no such thing as zechut in the Mayim Amarim with the waters. Why? Ve'im ata'omeh zechut toleh b'mayim amarim. And if you're going to say that opinion, that the zechut is going to suspend the situation, madhe'a ata'tamayim mifnekol anashim hashotot, you're going to already weaken the whole effect of the waters of the ladies that are going to to drink. You know why? Which means you're gonna you're gonna ruin the reputation of all the innocent girls, ladies, that drank and were really tehorot and really nothing uh, happened to them. Vehen omrim which he doesn't like this business of suspending it for external reasons for zikhut. Because now, number one, once already you say zikhut tola, number one, first of all, if you're going to get, say, a lot of ladies that are guilty, they're going to go now, not going to admit. They say, what, do I, what does it cost me to drink? I'll drink. And now they're raised, the name of God is going to be erased. Well, the whole thing is, we want to scare them, you're going to blow up, something's going to happen to you, we want to save the name of God from being erased into the waters. Once you tell me zikhut tola, number one, you're going to have a lot of ladies that are guilty, they're not going to be scared anymore to drink. They'll say, I'm not going to maybe it's not going to happen to me. And then the ones that drank, you're going to ruin their reputation. Because people are going to say, ah, just because she didn't blow up doesn't mean nothing. She probably has zikhut, she's really guilty. So therefore, if Shivan doesn't go with this old man, oh, so according to that same logic, the Gebara says, V'im ita, if Rabbi Shimon's logic is correct, Yesh la edim b'medinat tayam nameh, Ata mutsi shem ra'ala teorot sheshatu, V'en omrot temeot tayu, Ela sheyesh tam edim b'medinat tayam. We say logic, which is, According to you, Rabbi Sheshat, You tell me when there's witnesses b'medinat tayam, Nothing happens to her. So now you can have a poor lady, She's innocent, She drank, Nothing happened to her. What are the people going to say? There must be there's witnesses in China, That's why she didn't blow up. So you're going to ruin the same rep, You're going to ruin the reputation, Which is just like you, Rabbi Shimon's worried about ruining the reputation By zikhut, Zikhut tola, Say the same thing over here. So the Gibbara says, you're right. The Gibbara says, the Rabbi Shimon ka'amart, the Rabbi Shimon midizikhut totalya, edim nami lotalu. You're right. Rabbi Shishat was not saying his law according to Rabbi Shimon. Obviously Rabbi Shishat had a different uh, rabbi that he was following. Which means, you're right. The same logic of Rabbi Shimon that says, you don't go with zikhut, won't go with witnesses. Which means nothing suspends the water according to Rabbi Shimon. Because he's worried about casting aspersions on the innocent ladies. So the Gemara says, very nice, you ask me a question on Rabbi Shimon? You're right, just like Rabbi Shimon says, Zikhut is not toleh, Edim is not going to be toleh also. I wasn't saying it according to Rabbi Shimon. I was saying it according to a different Tana. So what do you want from me? Don't, don't ask me a question from uh, Rabbi Shimon. Mm-hmm. Good. Comes the Gemara and says, Mativ Rav. Okay, Rav now has a question. Again on Rav Shishat. Okay, let's talk about the laws of Minha. The person brings the Minha to the Beit HaMikdash. There are different stages. Minha is a meal offering. Yeah? So the different stages of the uh, Minha. 
there's the verbal uh, declaration that you're accepting upon yourself to bring a minha, but the verbal declaration doesn't put a uh, intrinsic kiddushayat on the flower and all the uh, all the things over there. You have to know that at, that, at the verbal declaration stage, the minha is has a weaker kiddusha. Once you take the flower and you put it in the vessel, in the klisharit, the klisharit, that vessel is mekadesh to minha. Now already it has what's called Kiddushat Aguf. It's on a much higher level of Kiddushah. And based on that level of Kiddushah, whatever, whatever stage it's at, it depends if something happens in the interim. So the Gemara says, nisrafot. The following uh, cases, you take the Minha and you burn it. Okay? Nisrafot. What, what, what would be the other option if you don't burn it? Burn it, not meaning off the Mizbaya, you burn it. There's another option, sometimes you can make pidyon on the Minha. Which means, what do I do? I redeem it. I take the Kiddushah off the Minha, put it on money. Yeah? Take the money and go buy uh, another Minha of some sort. Sometimes you can make pidyon on the Minha, and sometimes you have to burn it. When do you burn the Minha? It says, Ha'omeret Timea'ani. Oh, and we're talking about, by the way, a case of sota. It, I didn't tell you that, but in the sota process, part of the process is a minha is brought. Besides the the drinking of the waters, there's a minha that's followed with it. The queen takes the minha, gives it to the lady, she has to make tirufa with the minha, and the whole business over there. So now what happened? She brought the minha, it's, it's in the keli, uh, whatever it is, and what happened? She says, Timi'a'ani. Or she admits, I, I'm guilty. Okay, well, you didn't bring the minha on the mizbaya. Now what are you going to do with the minha? you got to burn it. I mean, you can't bring the minha. The minha is only brought at the time that she's sifika. We don't know. Once already she admits, finished, and then there's no purpose to bring the minha anymore. Look at Rashi. How many timeani shehudha lebedin? Oh, sorry, shehudata lebedin al kilkuda. She admitted. Sheyu ma'ayimin aleha. They used to try to intimidate her to get her to admit, so she can admit it any time. Even though uh, she's about to bring the minha, they come along and say, I admit guilty. Take the minha, burn it, do not bring it on the mizbeah. Next case. Oh, all witnesses showed up to say that she is timeah. Gabara says, When did the witnesses show up? If you tell me before they put the minha in the klisharet, What's the shayla? Why do you burn it? The law is before you put it in the in the keli. It's not kedushat aguf. Therefore, you're allowed to make what's called pidyon. You would not have to burn it. I can take the kedushah off the minha and put it on money, and then this flower becomes permissible. Elawat lebatar de kadosh. So must be talking about where they put it in the vessel, and then the witnesses showed up. Hold it. If you say that the waters are going to work, even after witnesses are in the world, that's why you have to burn it, because when you put it in the klisharet, it had kiddushah, because the process was going to continue, which means she was planning on drinking, even though there's witnesses on the world, she drinks. So therefore, when they put it in the Kilisharet, the Kilisharet was Mekadeshet, now that the witnesses actually surfaced, you got to take the item that had Kiddushah and burn it. 
וכי קדוש מעיקרה שפיר קדוש. And when they initially sanctified in the Klisharet, it had קדושה. ומשום אחי מנחתה נשרפת, that's what it means, נשרפת. אלא היא אמרת אין המים בודקין אותה, but if you're saying that the waters do not work, when there's witnesses in the world, let it be revealed retroactively. When they put it in the Klisharet, בטעות קדוש, you put it in under a false pretense, under a mistake. וטיפוק לחולין, איפה שבחולין? I'll explain you the question outside, which is a, a, a simple question the Gemara is asking. What makes the Menha Kadosh? Placing it in the Klisharet. But you got to understand, placing it in the Klisharet when it was a Menha Vesotah. It has to be placed in, obviously, on the right pretense. Good. They put it in the Klisharet, all of a sudden two witnesses from China come uh, surface. Oh, we saw that she was Tame'ah. So what's the deen? Oh, you put it in the Klisharet, burn it. Burn it, you can't put it on the Mizbah. Hold it, why burn it? If you're going to tell me that when there's witnesses in the world, it doesn't matter, until they show up, the process continues. Meaning, she drinks and the whole process continues. I don't give those witnesses in the world. So then I understand when they put the Minha in the Kedi, even though it was witnesses in the world, the Kedi was Mekadesh the Minha, and since the process would have continued, therefore it was put in on a right pretense, and therefore what? When the witnesses show up, take it out of the Kedi and burn it. Mashiach, if you tell me you have Sheshat, that what? That when there's witnesses in the world, there's no law of Sotah. When there's witnesses in the world, which means the waters don't work, which means the process is halted. So therefore, when you put this mincha in the keli, there were witnesses in the world. So it was, she was not a sotah, meaning the laws of Tadano Paisa was placed in a false pretense. So why you tell me to burn it? It was Nabi Kadosh. That's the question they're asking against Rav Sheshat. Again, I repeat it to you. According to Rav Sheshat, if there's witnesses in the world, does she drink? Yeah, she yeah. drinks, but the water's not going to work. Which means the, thing is that the waters don't work. The only time we say that the minha, uh, the process uh, is continued, is when it's a legitimate situation of a sota. If there's witnesses in the world, the Kotan of Sheshat, it's not a legitimate situation anymore. Jeez, the waters are not true. They're not true to their, uh, to their effect. And therefore what happens, when you put the minha in the, before she drank, when you put the minha in the... In the vessel, it doesn't become kadosh because the, 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 there was witnesses in the world. So why do you have to tell me to burn it? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Amar Rav Yehuda mediskarta. Rav Yehuda from diskarta said, kegon shizinta ba'azara dechi kadosh meikara shapir kadosh. Gemara says a case like this. By the way, the witnesses that you had uh, uh, over here, the witnesses that were in the world, were not coming for the initial case. There was two situations over here. The lady was a sota, she was secluded, she went to the Beit HaMikdash. When they put the Menha in the, in the Keli, it was Kadosh. Those witnesses that were around were not discussing the original case. They were coming to discuss another case. They were discussing a case that she committed Znut in the Beit HaMikdash. Which means after she went to the Beit HaMikdash and all that, so these witnesses over here now, they're coming along to say, 
she committed another snoot over here in the Beit Hamikdash over here after already. Now, 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 that that already that, that that's not affecting this minhayah. Because this minhayah that they put in for, for the original sota case, that that, that that was good. That was the kadosh. Oh, but this witness in the world. No, the witness in the world is for a different situation, by the way. That's a, that's for another case where they're telling all of it. She's, she's already committed snoot over here now. Now, now wait, wait. Look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. She's in Taba Azara. After they put it in the kli, now they're coming along and say, hey, she committed snoot uh, over here now. Then I come for the first situation. Right, which means, you're right, there was no witnesses for this case. That's why the kli is Mekadesh. So the Gibraltar has a question on this. The Gibraltar says, wait. And then we'll c- conclude with this last point. The Gemara says like this: Matkif la Rav Mesharshia v'alo perheke unam melavin ota. How could she commit snoot in the Beit Hamikdash? It says from the time she becomes a sota, the Kohanim, the young Kohanim, they escort her to make sure they don't take, they don't go out of her sight. So the Gemara says she's in time perheke unah atzman. But that's what she had the snoot with, with the Kohanim, with one of the Kohanim. So the Gemara says Rav Ashe Amar. The Vashir comes along and says, No, I can give a different case. She had to go to the bathroom. What do you think? They're the, 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 the honor hat. They don't follow her to the bathroom. Which means she's, not, she, she's able to get out of their sight uh, for a moment. She excuses herself. She has to go to the bathroom. And the interim, what happened? She went to the bathroom. So now we're at the quiet. They can't even a hat when she goes to the bathroom. So therefore, they're just giving a case. Give me a case which can have to in the bed of Mikdash. Either I'll say she went with one of the Kohanim, or I can tell you no, in the interim she excused me, she went to the bathroom, the Kohanim were not with her, therefore she went and she committed the zero. The point is, Rav Sheshat says, if, that, if you're asking a question from there, that's no question, I'm good with that question, I can, I can answer that question. That really there were witnesses in the world. Oh, if there were witnesses in the world, therefore the, the, the Kedish should not have uh, sanctified them in the first place. No, 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 no. It's sanctified because those witnesses were not discussing the case of Stina. Those witnesses were saying, after you put the minha in, they come and say, oh, stop the process. There was a zanut that took place over here in the, in the Hazara. Oh, okay, that, 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 that's what, what are you going to do? The minha that's in here, got to burn. Because really it was bat mikdash, I was placed in a legal pretense. But in the Khanameh, Rav Shishat would agree. If let's say, those witnesses were coming for the original case, in the Khanameh, it was placed in the kill with a false pretense, don't even burn it, just make a uh, pigeon. But that's not the case of it. The reason why it's Nisrefa is because... The witnesses that we're talking with came about something else. The Gemara continues. Really, we can go back and answer this braita like we thought initially. It's a regular case, meaning they put the minha in the klisharet. There were witnesses in the world. The witnesses showed up after, and the witnesses were witnesses talking about this case. Also, if it was talking about this case over here, why do you say that the minha has to be burnt? Seemingly, the minha was put into the klisharet in a false pretense. Because there was witnesses in the world, and according to Rav Sheshat, when there's witnesses in the world, the lady does not, uh, um, the waters do not work. So if the waters do not work, the minharat, they put in the klishan, the chaurah is no good. So why does it say burnt? The chaurah should say, just make a pigeon. So the Gemara gives a new answer. Oh, that we said, she to cholin through pigeon. Midrabanan, gezerah shema yimru motzin miklisharet lechol. So you're right. Midoraita, there's no problem with this, um, with this uh, minha. Because bottom line, it was put under a false pretense. But the rabbis, since it did go into Klisharet, people are not going to know. 
they're going to start saying, oh, yeah. even though an item went into Klisharet, it's able to go to Cholin. And that's not so. It's only in this case, because there was Edim around at the time. So therefore, they made a Gizirah Madra Banan, that even though it was put into Klisharet B'ta'ud, you have to treat it as if it is it was put in a regular way, because the people are not going to know the difference. They to Gizirah Madra Banan. I mean, you're right. Medoraita, it's not Kadosh. Like Rav Sheshat. Uh, so what do, you, what do you have to burn it for? Gizirah Madra Banan, Atu. So the Gibbara questions that. Do we indeed make a Gizirah Madra Banan such a, uh, as such? Ask you. The Gibbara basically is to show us a case now where you put the item in the Klisharet by mistake, and the Gibbara is going to say it goes to Cholin. So the question of the Gibbara is, how can we not make a Gizirah over there? That it's also should be burnt. I mean, just like over here now, you're making a new Gizirah Madra Banan. That in cases where the thing was put in by mistake, that you say, what, Gizirah, you have to treat it with Kedushah. We're going to show you a case now where a similar thing happened. It was a mistake. And what do we say? Tipuk Lechulin. How come we don't make the same Gizirah? I will say it inside. You'll see it inside. Mativ Rav Mori. Nitmet minhata ad shelo kidsha bichli. Okay. Ladies, minhat sota. What happened? It became Tamer, the minha. Ad shelo kidsha bichli. Before they even put it in the keli. So it was just like a verbal uh, declaration. Right? They didn't even put it in the cliche yet. Harek echol minachot. It's like every other minha. What's the deen? Make a pigeon on it, no problem. However, once already I sanctified it in a vessel, good, because once you put it in the keli, now it's considered kadosh, therefore you have to burn it. Okay, let's go slow. Once you put it in the keli, now the kohen has to take comets. What is comets? He scoops up the flour from the klisha and he puts it in a second klisha Okay? Now, what happened? comets. He designated the comments, Velo speak like ribo. But what? He didn't get a chance yet to bring it on the Mizbeach yet, right? He didn't sacrifice it yet. Ad Shemit who? Or Ad Shemit Tahi. One of them died. Either the husband died or the wife died. Okay, so the law is bottom line, it was Kadosh already the comments, because they took the comments and they put it in the Klisharet. Even though they didn't get it on the Mizbeach yet, but the comments now is Kadosh from the Klisharet. Therefore, the deen is Tisarif. Obviously, they can't put it on the Mizbah. There's no husband or there's no wife, right? Now, Karaba Komets, let's do this. Let's say they brought the Komets, which means that the deen is once they bring the Komets on the Mizbah, the next move was the Kohanim are able to eat the leftover of the Minha, right? The Komets on the Mizbah allows the Kohanim to eat the, uh, the Shiare Minha. So it's Karaba Komets, Velo speak, Lechot Shirayim, but they didn't get a chance to eat the Shirayim at the remainder part of the Minha. Ajmetu, Ajmetahi, then one of them died. Harehi, Kechola Minahot. Which is, it's okay. Which is, so long as the minha was brought at a time of legality, even though now, if the minha was brought, technically it's over, because one of them died, it doesn't matter, but the minha was brought legally. And therefore the Gemara says, which means, the whole reason why the minha was brought was, safik. we don't know if the lady committed the znut or not. So therefore this minha was mechaper, this safik, good, and therefore, and, 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 and it's finished. Which means you finished the process already. So I don't care if she's not here anymore. It served its function to be a kapara for the sefik. And when the korban was brought, when the, when the shirayim was brought in the mizbah, she was alive and he was alive. So it served its purpose. Now, even though they're not here anymore, I don't care. The merha is able to be eaten by the kwanim. We continue. We didn't get to the question yet. Ba'ula edim Oh. Witnesses showed up. Right? And the witnesses come along and they say that what? She's Timea, which really they're saying that she committed the act, right? That's what they're saying. Timea, Minhata, Nislifit. Well, then the Minhata Nislifit again. We're talking about where they came after it was in the Klisharit already. So what's in the Klisharit? The witnesses come along 
So since the Kedusha was Mekadeshit, so now you have to you have to get rid of it. How do you get rid of it? You have to burn it. Now here's the key. Nimsiu edim zomimim. Let's say the original two witnesses that saw Stira. How did she become a Sota? You have two witnesses of Kinui, of, by the warning, and then two witnesses see her secluded. Right? Now let's say those two witnesses that saw or came and testified that she was secluded, that started this whole process, became Zomimim. What does Zomimim mean? Two other witnesses came along and said, how did you see the lady secluded? You were with us uh, somewhere else in the world at that time. So those two witnesses now become nullified, so now the whole thing is a false pretense over here. There was never, there was never two witnesses of Stira. She's already long in the process. She's in the Beit HaMikdash already. They're bringing Minachor, they're doing the whole thing, but there's no case. Because if the two witnesses of Stira are knocked out of the box, because they became Zomimin, the Chaura, that Minha that was put into Klisharet, should be nothing. It should go out to Cholin. Right? And what does it say? Minha ta Cholin. Oh, like we would understand. And that's where the question is. Why is the Minha Cholin? I thought we just said that even though an item is put in Klisharet, by mistake, we make a Gezerah Midrabbanan, that we're going to still treat it, that you have to burn it, so the people won't make a mistake and think that stuff that goes in the Klisharit is going to be cast to become, uh, uh, can, can, can become uh, set that to Cholin. So why don't you make the same Gezerah over here that we made above? That's the question the Gemara is asking. So the Gemara says, come on, that's not a question. Eidim zumimim ka'amart. Eidim zumimim kala'it lehu. You ask a question from Eidim zumimim. Anything that has to do with witnesses, there's a, there's a, there's a call, which means there's a... Um, there's a, um, the word spreads. So therefore, everybody's going to hear why they didn't bring the minha. They're going to say, oh, did you hear the case? Witnesses, they came, they were falsified. So nobody's going to make a mistake in this case, that when they see an item that went into a klisharet, and then is sent out to Hodin, nobody's going to say, oh, you just can put stuff in a klisharet and send it out to Hodin. They'll say, no, 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 this case was different, because we heard it was Zomimin, the case never started. But in the other case, the other case was talking about what? That the witnesses showed up after they put it into Klisharit. Now, not everybody is familiar with the law that says that if there was witnesses in the world at the time that they put the item in the Minhan, the Klisharit, that it's not sanctified. Not everybody's, not, not everybody, put it this way, not everybody knows Rav Sheshat's law. So therefore, in that case over there, it's Shayach to make a Gezerah. But it's not Shiach to make a Geza in an obvious case where everybody's going to know why the Klisharet was not Mekadesh because the Edim Zomimim Yeshla Kol. Good. Now comes the Gemara and brings a Braita to support this, to support Rav Sheshat. Gemara says, Tanya Kivatid Rav Sheshat. We have a Braita indeed to support Rav Sheshat. Vilad Mitameh. But not for his reasoning. Now if you remember on the Amud Lishon, one that we brought it Ayah for Rav Sheshat, he brought it Ayah from a Pasuk. What was the Pasuk that he brought? It says, Ve'ed in ba, vehi nitma'ah. Right? So we learned over there in the Pasuk, the way he understood it was, that because there's no witnesses, right? And then she drinks, and then the process continues. Ve'ed in ba, because there's no witnesses. Mashma, if there were witnesses even in the world somewhere, the waters won't work. Now, if you remember, that Pasuk was really used for a different derasha. That pasuk was used for an actual case of Tum'ah. They teach me that in the testimony of Tum'ah, one witness is enough. You don't need two witnesses. So therefore the Gemara is going to say, Rav Sheshat, from the Brayta, Rav Sheshat, we have a Brayta to support him, Velav Mitameh. But not from his reasoning. He wanted to bring an ayah from a pasuk. 
But we're going to bring another ayah from a different pasuk. And again, why don't we like the pasuk that he brought of Sheshat? Because it was used for something else. So the Gemara says like this, Tanya, Kevateh, Derav Sheshat, Velav Metave, but not from his reasoning. Tehorah. Okay, now we have to be Doresh the pasuk over here. The pasuk says like this, Ve'im lo nitme'a ha'isha, Ve'tehorahi, Ve'neketa ve'nezro'azara. Now let's look at the uh, language of the pasuk. If the lady is not Tema'ah, and she is Tehora, key words, Vetehorahi, now those words are extra. Well, if she's not Tema'ah, obviously she is Tehora. And what does the Pasuk say? The waters will be a blessing to her, she'll get pregnant from the waters, and there'll be Beracha. So the Gemara is going to be Doresh now, the words, Vetehorahi. Again, Ve'im lon nitma'ah, Vetehorahi. So the Gemara is Doresh. Tehora, first is Doresh, the Torah without the Vav. Tehora, Right there's the proof. When will the waters be a blessing for? When she's Tehorah, not a case where there's witnesses. If there's witnesses in China that know that she did it, the the waters are not going to work for her as a blessing. So that's right, that's a new source. Tehorah, only when she's really Tehorah, as opposed to a case where there's witnesses somewhere in the world. Then the waters will not work for her. Furthermore, Vetehorah, the Vav. What does the Vav teach us? As opposed to a case where she's not going to blow up because she has a Zechut. But the waters are not going to be a blessing to her. But what? They might not cause her to explode immediately, but it's not going to... Because she has a suspended uh, sentence because of the Zechut. He, Vetehora, he, what does the he teach me? Mozrot Bilbana. This is a case over where there's no witnesses, but everybody knows that she committed the adultery. Everybody knows she did it. How do we know everybody knows she did it? The Mozrot Bilbana. Who, who are these Mozrot Bilbana? Those are the ladies that weave by the moonlight. Seems those were like the gossipers. They used to sit by the, the moon and, and they all the stories and all the news, they would talk. So if the ladies that are weaving by the moon are talking about this letter, she committed impropriety, so the waters are not going to work for her, and it's not going to be a blessing either. Even though there's no witnesses, but if the talk in the street is, it's known that she did it, just that they can't prove her witnesses, but she wants the Mosot bin Bana are talking about it, then already the waters are not going to work. So therefore there's three cases where the Berachah of the waters are not going to come true. Number one, if there's Yadim in the world. Number two, if um, she has a Zechut of some sort, right, a little suspended, or it's obvious that she did it because the talk in the street is that she did it. Who's the talk? The Mosot bin Bana. But bottom line, we have a proof of here. What's the proof? The proof we just showed you is that here's the source that if there's a demon in the world, the waters will not affect her. Now, we have to go back to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. If you remember, Rabbi Shimon was of the opinion that he didn't go with this zechut business. He didn't like it. You know why? Because the zechut is going to put aspersions on the innocent woman. Because if you're going to tell me now, a lady, she's guilty, but since she has zechut, so the waters are not going to affect her, right? What's going to happen, said the Bishamon, to a lady that's really innocent, the waters are not going to affect her. What are the people going to say? Uh, oh, she's probably really guilty, but she has zechut, why the waters are not going to work. So therefore, he didn't go for that the zechut the business, right? So therefore, no problem. The darish, Which means, in the derasha that we just said, vetehorahi, We'll say that he wasn't Toresh, let's say, the Vav. Because Rabbi Shimon uh, is not going to be Toresh. Look at the uh, bottom, uh, bottom Rashi. Uparchina, Rabbi Shimon, 
De'amar in zichut tola. Now, we just, we just read in the pasuk from the derasha that we say zichut is tola. So you can say the bishwar is not doresh the vav. You don't have to be doresh vav. The vav is an extra letter. So I'll say that, how come the Bishamon doesn't, uh, don't we have a derasha of vetehora? I'll say no. The derasha of Tanakama, what does the vav say? That zichut is tole. He won't doresh the vav. Okay, I have no problem with that. However, ve'aika yeshla edim b'mdina tayam. But the problem is, what does he do with the word teorah? That word is extra. He might not doresh the vav, but the, the word teorah is extra. And therefore, Tanakama was doresh it what? She's got to be 100% pure, not that there were witnesses on the other side of the world. How does Abish Shimon get around that? So the Gebra answers, Lo Shkiha. Which means, he is Doresh, according to this. But he holds, it's not so common, such a case is going to happen. It's not so common that there are witnesses on the other side of the world. Therefore, comes out a reversal of the way we learned the Shimon initially. Initially, we thought... That just like the Mishnah doesn't go with the Zichut Toleh business, he doesn't go with this witnesses on the other side of the world because he's going to cast aspersions on the innocent uh, ladies. Now the Gemara is saying, no, he holds it, Edim Bimdiratayam. I would have asked him to cast aspersions. It's not such a common case that we're worried that people are going to say, oh, maybe there's witnesses on the other side of the world. Zichut is a more common case. So there the Mishnah is going to say, we don't go with Zichut Toleh. But what? When it comes to witnesses on the other side of the world, he'll agree that the waters are not going to do their work. Ah, oh, and that's going to catch aspersions on the, on the innocent ladies. Nah, it's not so common that that is going to indeed happen. So therefore, like I said, look at the top of sheet. They're not going to enter their minds to suspect her for such a uh, situation. But above we said that these things go hand in hand. It's like is not toler. So therefore, Adim also... Um, it's not gonna the, the, when there's edim in the world. It's not. It, it, it's still gonna affect up. Mishum de akati do have a kaima land rashad daikera because we didn't we didn't know this brayta yet. But now that we know this brayta, see the brayta has a pasuk tehora. The bishul's got to deal with that word tehora. You can't just dismiss it and say I don't doresh the word tehora. He could not doresh the vav. You see, I repeat again. In this word vetehora, there's two derashot. The vav teaches us something, and the tehora teaches us something. The vav was nidrashwat. That she's only going to be torah and the water's going to give her a blessing. But the Vav teaches La Apuke, a case where she is, has zikhut. Then the waters will not work. Torah teaches me La Apuke, a case where there's witnesses. So I can say, well, the Bishop doesn't go with the Vav de Rasha. So therefore, he'll hold that what? He doesn't go with this business of zikhut torah. But what does he do with the, uh, with the word Torah? He's, you know what? He agrees with it. What do you mean he agrees with it? That means he's going to hold it. If there's witnesses in the world, the waters are not going to work. That's going to catch aspersions on the Torah. Nah, people don't think about it. It's not such a common case. People are not worried about it. But Zechut is more of a common case. Therefore, we're concerned that if you're going to say Zechut to Allah, the innocent ladies are going to be uh, 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 suspected. Now, there is one uh, Rashi over here that's very kedai to, to learn together inside. Look at the Rashi on the Amud Bet. Kedesha Komets. Rashi over here tells us an interesting fact, Stam, you should know, just in the, in the concept of bringing a menha. We know that in the korbanot process, there are four stages in the korban uh, process. You know, from the shechita, and then you have the kabbalat adam, the receiving of the blood from the neck of the animal, and then you have the holacha, right? You're walking it to the mezbeah, and then you have the zirika, then you have the sprinkling, 
So that she tells us, corresponding to those four services that are done by the animal, you also have similar four services that are done by a minha. Minha also has those similar four steps. So it's good to see the analogy. So look at that sheet. She says like this, Kiddush HaKomets. Right? Shekamsa v'natana komets v'chlisharet. Good. You took the komets, you put it in a second clearly, right? In the klisharet. Kadesh b'kdushat komets. At that moment, the kedushat of the komets becomes uh, viable because you put it in the kli. Shekamsa v'natana Arba avodot keneged arba avodot sheldam zebahim. Four by the minha keneged the four by slaughtering animal. What are they? Kemisa betoch klisharet. The kemisa, taking the flower, right? And putting it in a klisharet. Keneged shechita. How? Shasakin shel klisharet mekadeshet adam. Interesting. The knife. When you're slaughtering the animal, the knife touches the blood, right? The blood becomes kadosh from the klisharet. What's the klisharet? The knife. Just like the kemisa becomes kadosh from the from the bowl, right? From the keli. Okay, state number one. Umatan kli leagdisha komets beklisharet shini keneged kabalat adam. The placing it in the second keli. See, the first keli is like the shaita. Right? When the queen makes the, the, the comments, he takes it out. That's like it's touching the keli. Right? That's like the knife is touching the, the blood. So now, now the, taking the comments and putting it in keli number two is like catching the blood and putting it in a vessel. Holacha, can I get holacha? Walking it is, can I get walking? You have to walk both blood and minhat to the mizbayah. Ve'aktarat ha-komets, can I get zirikat adam? And the aktarat of the comments is can I get the zirika of the blood? So those are actually the four stages Again, the first stage, just to be clear again, the kibitza is done through keli shayit number one. Kohen scoops out. That would be keneged the shayita, which the knife we said is the klishayit. Putting it into kli number two is kabbalat adam. Klishayit is mekadesh the blood at that point again. Walking it is keneged the walking it. Sprinkling is keneged the actual putting the kibitza on the mezbeach. Amen.